How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the second episode, or maybe this is the first episode that you guys are watching. I don't know. Uh, welcome back to Rooted in Life, the podcast where we talk about life, current events, pretty much anything and uh, anything that we can think of. I'd like to welcome my first guest, Mr. Owen. Do, do you mind if I say your last name as well? Do you mind if I say your last name as well? Sure, yeah, go. Cool. Okay, Mr. Owen Chong, uh, hailing from Vancouver, Canada. Yes, sir. How's it going, buddy? How's it going? It's good, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah. How's yeah. that? How's have you been in Vancouver right now? Like, uh, like what? Where you? What have you been up to? You know, it's been good. I um, I'm currently taking some summer courses at UBC, just trying to kind of get a head start on schoolwork right now. Yeah. Um, and also doing some dance here on the side, um, essentially kind of just training to make sure that I'm in the right shape. Uh, both mentally and physically for the school year to come. Uh, and yeah, just hanging out with friends when uh-huh. <laughs> when possible, yeah. in the most safe way. Um, but it's it's been good. I'm I'm in a really good state, I guess you could say, like mentally, and just you know enjoying the summer. Yeah. How's uh, how's how's like school going to be actually for for UBC? Uh, yeah. So, like for the next year, it'll UBC, be like hybrid that kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. With my with my degree, which is Bachelor of Arts and a Master uh, in Business, it's online, so it's gonna be like. Just oh, your classes. your degree is a bash bash and masters like combined. Yeah, it's super weird. I gotta yeah. <laughs> so every time I explain this, everyone's like, "What are you going to be a master in like four years?" Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> essentially, it's a uh, it's a Master of Management, which is like uh-huh. uh, a business degree. Um, and that's added on to four years of arts. So it's essentially a Bachelor of Arts, four years. And then within those four years, I take a few business courses. Um, and then at the end of that four years, I graduate with a Bachelor of Arts. And then I have to do like six months of business, just pure business. Okay. So uh, when I first applied for it, I was like, this is a great deal, right? You get a Master of Management. You get a yeah, two for one, yeah, for <laughs> two for one, and only yeah. six extra months, right? Yeah. So that's what I took, and I'm like, I'm actually really enjoying the skills that I've been learning mm-hmm. uh, through that course. So, yeah. So what is it? Yeah. Uh, what's your bachelor of arts in? Because like, is it a BA in like something? Yeah, it's like a, a BA or? in film studies. Okay. Uh, okay. And this is um, this is a a topic that I have had a lot of discussion with my friends and family about it's like do i want to go into film studies or film production um so i used to be like a really big film production guy right like making movies making short films and kind of like being on set um, but as i got older and kind of going into my second year i was like is this really what i'm i'm passionate about you know yeah and that's fair i had a lot of friends who were working on film sets and they had to spend like 12 hours every weekend on a film set and I was like I don't know if this is really the right path for me you know is it is it necessary for me to enjoy my my major if I want to pursue it as a career yeah Uh, and so I I found out that in reality I actually didn't like that kind of aspect of film it was too tiring it was financially draining it was mentally draining Uh, and so I opted for something more theoretical um and it's kind of funny because i joke about not being able to find a job with film studies which is kind of true (laughs) it's an ongoing (laughs) joke that i have with me and my parents especially um but i feel like it's definitely i feel like i belong in that kind of space um just watching movies analyzing learning a lot about history as well and that's Mm -hmm. where i find that I get to use a lot of my strengths like writing and analytical thinking um, and combining it with something that I'm passionate about, which is film. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. Actually, uh, do you mind telling telling us like a little bit more about dance actually? Like how, Mm. how, how, like, so, so for those of you that didn't know, like Owen and I have, uh, have like gone, way back we're we've like known each other since all like, the way like, back since like, since grade eight since yeah, grade like, nine eight or nine yeah like we we knew each other uh at that point but then like we never we didn't get like 
super close until yes sir like, in like ninth grade yeah like high school miss tandy's like, english class <laughs> yeah yeah ECSEs. yeah ECSEs, man. English, oh my goodness english class was something different was something different was it's like it's kind, of, it's kind of weird how like uh we were talking uh we we learned about like what to kill a mocking william wordsworth yeah yeah and like power of nature we learned like so many different things like honestly like Mm -hmm. like don't you think it's crazy that we're like halfway across the world from each other and we can recall like (laughs) english class in ninth grade oh so just like that i think that's crazy it's it's so astonishing that you know like we we have memories you know Mm -hmm. like yeah. yeah, you know what, dude? Neurons? Crazy stuff. <laughs> it's like, you know, like <laughs> electricity. <laughs> dude, that's so weird. I've always wondered how electricity is made in the brain. Maybe that's another topic, but it's always like these kind of like little things always amaze me. And I'm always wondering, like, how is it possible that? Well, I mean, like electricity, like electricity in its like basis, like its basis <laughs> definition is just the difference in charge between like two different locations right so it was like say if uh, and that's like mainly due to the electrons and the mm. electrons are just everywhere you know anyways about dance <laughs> <laughs> i feel like yeah, you got yeah, make we that gotta, uh, we'll save the uh, we'll save the electron discussion for after the podcast. yeah save the mitochondria being the powerhouse of the cell <laughs> that is facts yeah, that that's straight facts. Straight facts. <laughs> facts. All right, oh house. man, my history with dance. I guess yeah, because like because uh, from... like back in back in the day, you were like not into it at all. Like you were mm-hmm. just off like, doing your own thing. But, For sure, uh, Mr. League of Legends pro. Oh yeah, that's another one of my passions too. Gaming. Yeah, I, I still play. Um, sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I still play League of Legends. Um, but yeah, I mean, dance has been such a huge part of my identity um, growing up now as like a, like a young adult slash adult pretty much. I just turned 20. So it all, it all really started in high school when we had our Glee performance, which was like the annual musical kind of thing where you have to choreograph routines for a competition and like you get prizes for like the best choreography yeah yeah um and so previously i never had any experience with dance it was kind of just like i always found that i could pick up grooves and i i kind of connected with music in a way that made my body move that was pretty much my connection with dance at that point right and that's what music's for it's supposed to make you feel good and it's supposed to make you get out of your chair right um but i always felt this kind of inclination to to move and i would go you know i would go to concerts and i would see i would be jamming out to the to like bruno mars or something right i'd be like let's go this is hype hell and like you, and you start running me. into the mosh pit and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like i'm just like vibing super hard and i look next to me and people are just watching not even moving and i'm like how is that possible this music makes me feel so great so i always had that kind of that kind of movement in me and it was only until we were asked to choreograph some routines for the glee musical that i was like yes i get to kind of show off what i know even though it's kind of limited right yeah um so that was really my first experience with dance um just kind of teaching brainstorming moves putting it together and calling it a combo Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and then it was only after i got to ubc in vancouver where i discovered my passion for dance i guess you could say um one of my really good friends his name is sean he introduced me to dance well after a conversation that we had we were like oh you dance too that's so crazy so it was kind of this um mutual interest not really like a a passion right now just an interest mm-hmm. like oh yeah i've seen dance i've danced a couple of times in high school pretty fun but i don't really know what it's about right yeah so he um he took me to this workshop held by uh an afro fusion um dance hall group called sinbirds in ubc mm-hmm. and the sinbirds contacted him and he, they were like yo we need two performers for uh, a nightclub event 
<laughs> in Vancouver. And we need you, Sean, because I think you're a great dancer. And one of your friends, if you want to come out, uh, learn a set with us, and we can perform it at a nightclub. And he was like, yeah, dude. Uh, we're both first years at this time, so we don't really know a lot of people. And he was like, first person to come to mind, let's get Owen, because he says he can dance. <laughs> so we met up. We did some choreo, very like very beginner, trying to model all of the inspirations that we've grown up dancing with, right? Right. Uh, and so we, so we collab with these uh, Sinbirds, and it turns out it was a super great time. We uh, we went to the nightclub, uh, Fortune Sound in Vancouver, which is really funny because we were eighteen at the time, and the the legal age to get in a club is nineteen. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we were like performing at a nightclub underage and it's really funny because that night we show up to the to the bouncer like super hyped to perform in front of like a crowd of like 50 people uh-huh. and the bouncer's like can we see your id <laughs> and then me and sean are like this is where it's over like we can't go in right so we show our id and he's like you guys are 18 right and we're like yeah but um we we you know contacted the manager we're here to perform with the Sinbirds. We're with them. And, and the bouncer's like, nope, there's no way you're getting in. <laughs> Night watch, you know, law yeah. of VC, there's no way you're getting in. Yeah. Um, and so we, we stand there and we're like, oh my God, what do we do? We're screwed. Like we spent months, you know, trying to perfect this choreo. We're so hyped for this moment and we just can't get in because we're not old enough. Uh, wait, wait, wait. A quick question. Sure. Where, where, yeah. were, where were the rest of the Sinbirds? They were, were there. They? They were so they were already inside. No, no they were with us at the door trying to figure oh, okay, out, trying okay. to negotiate, like, what do we do in this situation, right? We have two underage kids trying to get in a nightclub because they said they could perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it turns out the Sinbirds had to call the manager yeah, and tell the manager to tell the bouncer, like, these guys are cool. The only thing they can do is five minutes. They have to chill in, like, the back room of the club, five minutes, before the performance, they perform, and as soon as they're done, they have to bounce like immediately. Wow! Okay. <laughs> so, the the back room that me and Sean had to stay in was right directly under the dance floor of the bar, or in like in the club, right? And so for a whole hour, we're just waiting for our turn in the show, and you can just hear like the thumping of like footsteps above us, and just mm-hmm. like screaming like, "Oh my god, this is the best!" And we're just so nervous because this is like our first ever dance experience in a nightclub and we're like oh it's going crazy yeah um but it turned out you know to be a really great time we performed so well it was really great great experience too and then we had to bounce like immediately after (laughs) so that was my first ever experience with dance at ubc Uh Uh, and then from then it catapulted into joining um like this open level hip-hop team called dance horizons crew um, and that's where i met all of my dance friends that i currently still hang out with uh, and this crew is basically just like building your foundations um learning combos learning techniques and then performing it at the year-end show mm-hmm. uh, and so through the connections that i made in this crew which is around like 70 people it's like a huge crew imagine yeah. like 70 people on stage doing the same choreo which is crazy yeah um and so like being surrounded in this environment was so amazing because I got to, you know, meet dancers of all skill levels, um, people who grew up doing jazz funk and now trying hip hop, hip hop for the first time. And like people who have been doing hip hop since they were like four, which is amazing. Right. Um, and so I met a bunch of like really awesome people. We also formed smaller crews on the side and got to perform with them. And so that was kind of the the foundation of my growth as a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then now going into second year, or no, going into third year, <laughs> going into third year now, I would like to say I've grown a lot after meeting a lot of these people. And I consider a lot of my friends, like my teachers and my mentors. Um, with dance now, I'm actually one of the co-captains for a dance team in uh under the same like dance horizons club at ubc yeah. and so i'm going to be co-captaining and directing and choreog- choreography for around like a team of 15 people mm-hmm. and 
yeah so it's like it's been kind of a wild journey right it's just like the coincidence of meeting this guy called sean who also knew how to dance and then him introducing me to all these amazing people now to where i'm in a in a leadership position and being able to pass on the knowledge that i've learned from being part of such a huge team and you know taking a bunch of classes as well yeah so it's a it's a blessing you know yeah like uh, that was my life story <laughs> that was my entire was life like story. That, that, that was all that was that was all there is and it's like yeah okay, thanks bye. so much for coming guys my ted talk yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah actually so. like uh now that you mention it like with uh the all these different uh all these different people coming in and learning this like uh, learning this like hip-hop uh style mm-hmm. choreography how mm-hmm. like what would, what would you say is uh like your experience well do you have any like experiences with other different styles because like uh, of dance because right now mm-hmm. i presume you're like pre- predominantly hip-hop mm-hmm. that yeah. that sort of style is like like you said like there are people that come that are like coming from like with jazz funk backgrounds yeah and obviously there's and like even with the Simbirds, i presume it's not like it's it's a little like take on yeah. dance yeah so what yeah, uh, I mean, what experiences have you had and like where you're where you're, what led you to like pursue hip-hop because like obviously like once you when you start dance dance is this whole mm-hmm. collective you know for sure yeah uh, well i you know i think starting out in hong kong in our high school you don't get any exposure to anything other than hip-hop right uh like you know the culture there is very you see certain moves and you emulate it um and i think what we did in high school or what we tried to do in high school was just find that kind of like really basic and simplistic movement and that all derives from hip-hop um and you know hip-hop is such a it's such a you know loaded term in terms of like the culture and where it's from you know it originated in the bronx and i think to an extent as like asian high school kids in high school like we didn't really know much about the culture and i feel like there's so much emphasis on knowing where something is from before you can actually say that you're a dancer um and so I think that's what really started for me as a hip hop dancer, just being familiar with that starting in high school. Uh, And you know, that culture in high school, it was hard to try different styles, Um, especially as a male dancer, because I feel like the, the atmosphere that we were in was not the most supportive of different styles um, and like the conventions of what, a male or female dancer should do it's kind of getting into a debate of like can male dancers do sexy street right but there was a lot of stigma on you know if a guy started doing ballet that was just the culture of our high school which you know to this day i think is it should be changed like there's no doubt about it you know i mean mean, when you talk about when you talk about high school culture i do feel Mm -hmm. like that in terms of for males it's not something that gets explored a lot and Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think that it's stigmatized but rather the fact that like simply people are simply not that interested Mm -hmm. Uh, at least that's that's what my take is because uh oftentimes oftentimes when we look at at least from our high school and our background growing up Mm -hmm. uh what i found is that people found their own their own like niche and like their own interests and yeah. like dance dance obviously nowadays i feel like with the i feel like it's it's a uh, game more and more popular so perhaps uh so perhaps like now it's probably something that people would explore a bit more but mm-hmm. uh i guess like what's the reasoning behind what's the reasoning behind you thinking that it's a sort of like stigma behind it like uh, do you feel like especially with your experiences with pursuing dance because you you were first introduced to dance and like yep. uh, pursued it in high school right so like mm-hmm. what what do you think were some of the what what were some of the responses and general like feedback that you got 
when pursuing this uh, in high school? Because I presume that in order for you to believe that there's some sort of stigma, there's there must have been some sort of negative response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I you know I think from from my experiences with telling people that I started getting into dance, this is around like the high school to like freshman year period. I was like, I would tell people that I was into dance, especially Asian parents. And I would be embarrassed at the fact that I would say that I'm a dancer because I got a lot of, um, oh, isn't, isn't dance kind of girly? You know, like, isn't, isn't ballet for girls only? And even though I wasn't a ballet dancer, you know, a lot of the techniques and a lot of the moves come from and originate from ballet dance. And so to hear that was kind of discouraging, right? Because I was like, why can't males, you know, do this style without being called something that they're not? And so I wanted to kind of change the way that people thought about dance and how, you know, guys especially can explore different areas of dance, like let's say ballet or sexy street or burlesque or heels, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, without being judged for it. And so I remember talking to one of one of our really close friends between us, um, his parents, and he asked me what I did. Like, do you do any sports, any like basketball or any table tennis? And I was like, yeah, I do a bit of table tennis. I also dance as well. And he was like, oh, that's like, that's not a real sport. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's not table a tennis sport. is a real sport. <laughs> yeah, I mean, golf isn't either, but you know, it's like, but I was well. like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it it gets you sweating, it gets you going, and he was yeah, like, it's as much a sport as anything is like running or, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it as long as you're moving, it's 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 definitely some sort of exercise and yeah, sport. And yeah. and I definitely felt discouraged. I kind of felt invalidated for all the all the time and effort that I put in trying to learn a new style, trying to mm-hmm. strengthen, um, like the limited vocabulary that I had back then um and then that kind of really just cemented it in my mind that oh some people you know have a certain way that they view dance and that's okay and i think it's the responsibility of like the new generation to kind of bring this change and really kind of bring this like new face to dance and we've seen that through a lot of social media influencers. Uh, I think there was a campaign a while back that said like, oh, males can dance too, which I Mm -hmm. thought was really empowering, right? You know, there's videos of people going crazy doing ballet, right? They're like the craziest dancers in ballet Um, and they're free to do whatever they want and they look good doing it. And so why Mm -hmm. should someone be limited to a style because of their gender, because of their ethnicity? and yeah, so I feel like now that I know about this, I'm more inclined to try out new styles that might not have necessarily fit what other people think of me. Um, yeah. Because I think it's important to subvert these like conventions. Um, and so I'm proud to say that my style as of right now is kind of a mix between hip hop uh, and you have these like, kind of sexy street moves as well and these like um this fusing of the masculine and feminine into one style and i mean that's not a there's no i don't you know there's no secondary meaning behind it it's just how i want my body to move and i feel good doing it and it looks good so that's what i take pride in and you know i i see a lot of younger dancers as well I'm sounding like I'm a professor. <laughs> I see a lot of younger dancers. You all, know, all these kids kinda, in this generation. All these youngins yeah. only doing <laughs> hip hopity. Um, hip hopity. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're so they're so stuck in like, oh, I have to you know look powerful and look sharp. But the reality is, if your body likes moving a certain way, then you know go for what your body feels like because that's what dance is all about, right? It's about the feeling. It's about how your body wants to move and how you mm-hmm. feel moving so yeah. that's what i think i mean yeah i want to know though 
what do you think of what do you think of dances in general because i know you don't uh, you have <laughs> limited mobility <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're obviously not a dancer <laughs> yeah yeah but um, yeah i mean music uh, is something that connects us all so like yeah, that's what true. what do you think of dancers who can you know use that music to elevate like art i guess yeah uh, that's a that's definitely like something that i feel as well like in terms mm -hmm. of dance being some sort uh, being a sort of like elevation of the expression of art mm -hmm. like personally for me like i like like you said like i'm not a dancer by any means and like even in high school when we were both like doing glee and like mm -hmm learning the chore choreography for like these productions and i i was never the person that like picked it up quickly and i'd always be like uh the way the way the way that i looked at it was uh was more like was more like a task and a goal so say like if 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 i'm gonna i have to achieve this goal at some point so i'm just gonna give it give it everything give it 100 percent, and learn it and enjoy it in the process and I do uh, think that dance is something that's very admirable in in terms of in terms of the ability the ability of being able to uh, like elevate elevate the uh, the music and uh, turn it into something of your own. For me personally, uh, for my own goals, I don't feel like that that they necessarily align. Mm -hmm. so i do i do have an admiration in terms uh for dancers for what they do and like the message that they can they they can bring in terms mm -hmm. of like what they express but like for me uh, for me it's just not something that that directly appeals to me and i'm sure that's for the sure. case with yeah. a lot of a lot of different people it's like they mm -hmm. they know that it's 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 art at the end of the day yeah so I mean, I I have so much respect for like theater actors and singers, even though I can't do either of those. Yeah. Um, but I just I I love watching people on stage, and that's kind of what got me into dance as well. It's just that feeling of being on stage and performing is a is a good feeling. It's rewarding. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, like speaking of like the process of getting on stage and like mm -hmm. training like how how does uh choreographing work and because like you said you learn a bunch of combos mm -hmm. and you learn the choreography so like how does it usually work in terms of like building up to that final performance do you like learn the combos individually and then piece them all together or is it learning the choreography in its seat in, in its, like sequentially throughout mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it all just starts from an idea, right? Uh, let's say we have a performance in two months, mm -hmm. and the theme of the the theme of the show is well, I guess one of the the most recent show that I did was with Dance Horizons. It was the um, Dreams and Nightmares. That was the theme. Okay. So we had to make a piece on that theme. So it all really starts with an idea. Um, so what I wanted to do for this one, I choreoed uh, a routine for my crew <laughs> sounds so professional but it's, it's, yeah. it's just a bunch of friends coming together and performing right we're called the gang crew um oh, okay so our <laughs> it's sounds, pretty funny. sounds a little uh yeah. illegal but <laughs> no they all all of them all the members of that crew i think it's a team of seven including me there i look up to everyone in that crew I'm like the least experienced in that crew and they've taught me so many things. Uh, and so I wanted to do a choreo to like, you know, just dance it out, feel some good vibes and uh, perform it in front of, you know, friends and family. Right. So I think we had a, we had the theme dreams and nightmares and we had to think of a story. And so me and one other guy, when we were brainstorming, we were like, you don't be so crazy. What if our story was like, this dude falls asleep and he dreams about getting a lot of money. And we're like, okay, nice. I like this. And he wakes up and he's like, oh, where'd the money go? Because it just disappears. 
and then it turns out that it was a nightmare <laughs> that he lost his money but in in reality he actually gets money it's super weird we didn't even oh know, i i, I sort of get where you're, where you're kind of like inception right so that, that's the idea and we were like okay we need a really hype song to express how like our excitement about getting like 22 million dollars in cash and that's when the first song came out um we chose pass out by 21 savage which is like okay. super hip-hoppy super hard-hitting vibes right and yeah. so that's like the that's like the start um to add on to that song i choreographed to like this by mims um and so the choreo process really started with the idea um i need a hype song show that i'm getting a lot of money and you know that kind of vibe mm-hmm. So my choreo process is I like to listen to the song first and then I freestyle. And I feel like this is a lot of, this is one technique that a lot of choreographers like to do. Uh, I, so I, I guess I grew up, I guess I was taught to do this. I always freestyle to the song first, pick out <laughs> the little musicality details, accents and textures that I think would look really cool if I, you know, pointed them out yeah. and then after that freestyle session i take a video i point out the moves that i really like so let's say i do a wave here and i'm like oh that sounds really good with the double bass here so i'm going to remember that and then when i get into that mindset of okay i need to start putting moves together i'll kind of piece i'll kind of piece the moves that i thought were really cool and then from there it's just fill in the blank so Everything then comes together. This usually takes around a few hours of work to finally get a nice choreo piece. Once I'm really happy with it, which is very rare because I feel like I'm a very self-critical person. Um, once I'm like, like excited to teach it, I'll go to the crew and I'll be like, hey guys, I have a really awesome dope piece that I want y'all to learn. And we're going to learn it and perform it for the show. We learn it. This takes over like a few weeks of practice to learn the combo clean it which is like getting everyone's angles the same facials mm-hmm. um lines and shapes and stuff yeah and then we block it which is essentially putting people into the formation different parts of the song might have different formations different levels and so each of these like each of these subcategories you can go even further into like uh, levels spacing traveling and stuff like that um, and so once it's all put together, that's when we're ready to perform. And so we go out on stage and we just execute, you know, what we've been practicing for the last oh, two months. Mm-hmm. So that's like the, the process. It all starts from an idea. You put hours into putting moves together. You teach it and then you're good to go. Yeah. And that's essentially the the process for everything that we see from like, you know, the Super Bowl, um, all these concerts, you know, the backup dancers as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of time um, put behind the scenes. Um, and, you know, in the end, when we're performing it on stage and we see the audience getting hyped from it, that's when you know it's like a rewarding feeling and mm-hmm. you've done you've done the right work. So. Yeah. So. So was your example uh, with your example just now like uh, did that did uh, so you actually like chore like you came up with the choreography like mm-hmm. despite the fact that you being the less experienced one in your dance crew like uh, how mm-hmm. how the uh, how do you think if someone came to you and like said like I'm going to teach this but having like consider I presume like considerably less experienced than you yeah like, uh in terms I of I definitely had a lot less experience <laughs> yeah yeah so like how do you how do you think you would react in terms of is a is a why do you feel like is that it's sort of like a padawan coming to yeah, like yeah, a, a jedi master jedi, like trying to like trying to like yeah. you know, show off their moves you know yeah uh i think it really comes down to trust i mean in this crew we've been friends for a while now so we do have a grasp of each other's style um and because we're in the same crew it was kind of like we all know the expectations that we need to perform well and what this crew represents. Uh, and so I was super grateful to have the opportunity 
knowing that I was less experienced. And because I knew that I had to, you know, do a combo that was both challenging and fun for, you know, my, essentially my Jedi's, I had to, uh, I had to impress. And so I definitely spent a lot more time just thinking about what would look cool and what would uh, translate really well on stage. And I think, you know, I think that the dance community is so great in that everyone's really supportive. And it's such a open-minded environment that you can learn something from anyone. And it's so, you know, because dance is such an individual experience, right? Everyone has their own ways of interpreting music and everyone has their own like different ways in which they grew up and who they train with. And so even though, you know, the experience level might not be the same, you can definitely take a lot from someone who maybe grew up uh, from the different side of a world and, you know, train with different people. And so that's what I find to be the most amazing thing about dance is, you know, being able to connect with other people and sharing that kind of creative experience because, you know, you never know what you're going to find. Maybe it inspires you as well. So. Yeah, that's true. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, regarding the styles and like the sort of like tendencies of uh, people that you know you're going to be dancing with is that something that you put into consideration when you make your when you choreograph a dance or is it more of you you feel like simply what looks good uh what looks good on stage and like structurally as a whole would uh would present well as a as a dance or would you like okay, I know that this person, like X person has like, uh, is a good at like this certain move or yeah. this certain combo. And like, okay, we can add, we can pepper that in at some point right. and like just sort of incorporate it. Yeah, I think you hit it on the spot. It's kind of like, as a choreographer, you're like a, you're like a basketball coach. You know about this. You know that every player has Oh, dude, that was a trash basketball coach <laughs> You know, you, everyone has their strengths, right? Like, X player is a sniper with a three-pointers, but, you know, he's not the best at doing a layup, I guess you could say. And so I think as a choreographer, it's really important that you do take into consideration different people's strengths and weaknesses. Um, as for me, uh, I my style is definitely very bouncy and very groovy, and it's really big. But there's also one other person in this crew who's super focused on like isolation and details and like the smallest movement. So I had to make sure that I wasn't going too crazy <laughs> because I the overall goal that I wanted was to have everyone look good on stage. You know, that's that's like the I guess you could say the minimum requirement is everyone looks clean, everyone's in sync, and they look good and comfortable doing what they're doing. Um, but as a teacher, especially, I wanted to kind of push the people that I was dancing with because, you know, dance is, is a, it's an individual thing as well, just like I said, and you want to be able to learn something. And so I wanted to make it a challenge, but also I wanted to, I wanted them to be comfortable in what they were doing and how they were moving. So for sure, I think you need to keep into consideration people's backgrounds people's styles and what they enjoy doing uh, but also it's up to them to I guess know what they signed up for <laughs> and yeah. you know represent gang crew as like you know hip-hop straight hip-hop right right um, but yeah I think it's definitely uh, a mesh of different styles I would like to say that it's a hip-hop crew but in all honesty there's so many moves that you can take from from different styles um so it's kind of like you know trying to push your style onto other people and hope that they can pick it up and that's what you know that's what you're there for is to help them facilitate that and to make that transition easier and you know just learning more styles mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like it is it's tough it's for sure definitely tough i wish you know i wish there were some there were moments where i wish that i could have taught better 
or kind of explain things better. Um, and that's something that I'm still trying to work on is just being more transparent and being and giving more clarity when I teach. Uh, and I think growing as a teacher in the dance community is just as important as growing as a dancer as well. Um, I don't have much experience as a teacher. I wish I could say that. Well, I mean, you're going to get some more experience next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I love teaching, not even just in dance. I just love being able to share knowledge and seeing people, you know, take that knowledge and apply it to real life situations is, is super mm -hmm. rewarding for me. Yeah. And so I was able to mesh those together with dance, um, you know, to create something really cool. So I think, you know, part of being a good dancer is being able to transfer your own style to, you know, your students. Um, and this, you know, this applies to everything in life, right? Being a director for a film is how well can you transmit your vision to cinematographer, editor, um, costume designer, and things like that. Yeah. So it's really just like honing this skill and it's really me just trying to constantly improve at what I do and try to, you know, just teach in a way that makes sense for, for students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so with your current experiences with dance right now, mm -hmm. so say if you were given like, someone like a complete blank slate when it comes to dance yeah how would you go about like introducing and like getting them into dance and like because because i feel like this is definitely definitely something like an exercise where that like comes to show like how you teach as well mm -hmm. in terms of like okay i'm giving you like a complete novice doesn't know mm -hmm. doesn't know anything about dance it's like go forward Go forth from here. Go forth, my young one. Exactly, <laughs> <Dance>. exactly. Now fly. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to throw them out the bird's nest, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good question. Like how, so. Like hypothetically, though. Like, zero experience. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I want to dance. I just don't yeah. know where to start. Yeah. And what I would say to them. Yeah, Ooh. and like how, how would you like send them on their way to like exploring mm -hmm. and finding their own? Because obviously, obviously, like dance is an expression of your own ideas based on the music that you listen to. Yeah, because it's a mix. Of, it's a mix of both your personal world as well as like what you what you hear musically. Yeah, yeah. I think the best way is to take class. <laughs> That's my answer to a lot of things. People are like, "Oh, how do I how do I become a cleaner dancer? How do I pick up?" choreography faster and my answer is always take a dance class and it's probably to a lot of people it's the most intimidating thing in the world right zero experience you have to go in with a bunch of other dancers who might even be like 10 times better um and you just gotta you know follow the teacher right um but that's what that's what classes are for and i think that a lot of people go into classes thinking that, oh, they need to look really good doing the class and they need to dance really well to impress everyone. But I feel like class is where you're supposed to mess up. That's where, you know, the growth happens is when you mess up and you fail and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, so I think 100% true. 100%. And I'm sure it's the same with, um, with basketball as well, right? Like with anything, obvious, honestly, because yeah. it for... I do feel like that going to class and like realizing that say like you're you're in like just in like college classes and realizing mm. that you're not the smartest one in the room it's a very humbling experience in my opinion mm. is like a, a, it's where you truly realize that like hey I'm here because I'm here to learn not because I'm here to be the best out of mm -hmm. everyone you know mm -hmm. it's that's not, something that I've been struggling with as yeah. well right like I was so self-conscious of how I was moving and trying to fit in with everyone that I didn't realize that this is my time to find my own style. And so this is what class is for is to, to find that connection with you and your body and how you listen to music 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, this is the time for you to really just engage with what the teacher is teaching and kind of assimilate it into your own brain, process it, and then see how it comes out physically. And that's like, that's like the best thing that I can say is just is take class, you know? There's yeah. a, there's hip hop intro, intro to ballet, uh, intro to whatever style that you want to see, right? So like, Andy, what, if you had to take a dance class right <laughs> now, what would you take? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know that many styles. Like, uh, tell, give, give me a rundown. Give me a rundown okay. of like so, what kind of styles and like what they're sort of about, yeah. like what kind of movements we're talking about here. So hip hop is made from the five, like five fingers of fury. <laughs> yeah, five fingers of death. Yeah. Oh yeah. Five <laughs> there's actually there's been a really recently in the dance community. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but there's been some. There's been a lot of uh, conversations about the origins of dance and how a lot of dancers aren't acknowledging where dance came from and where it originated from. Uh, and I have to say, I am kind of guilty of not knowing the history of dance. And I've taken steps to educate myself on, on hip hop because, you know, you're doing yourself and the community a disservice if you don't, you don't know what you're dancing. So like, you know, there's hip hop, um, but that derived from the street dance styles of like locking, um, whacking, popping. I'm sure you've seen a lot of popping. Um, there's house. Um, and there's one that's, it's so what's, what's house, what's house about? Oh, house is or is that, like, or is that like a subsect of, or like, that's, that's one of the five big like elements of hip hop. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, and okay. I, I think it originated from disco um, back in the day. Um, and so that's like, if I had to describe it, it's like footwork, really high tempo, really bouncy, fun, vibrant. Um, and that's the style that I really want to explore in the future. Um, so there's those. Um, if you want to take it on like the contemporary side, you have like ballet, um, you have lyrical, uh, all this like really cool stuff. Um, and really, I think honestly, it's just like trying to explore different genres of dance. Dance, you know, dance can never be defined as one category because you, there's so many influences from the people who danced it from different styles as well. Um, and it's like, whatever, honestly, whatever you think looks the best or whatever you really vibe with is like, definitely take a class that you think you would look good to so like mm-hmm. hip-hop yeah um, so like going you know, back these, to like going yeah. back to like the original question though mm-hmm. like what do you think is a style that is like uh this, this would be like a two-part question they're not necessarily the same answer but okay so how say many like, marks for, for each one <laughs> uh each, you know and this, uh, yeah. this will be 30 percent of your grade yeah. oh my goodness okay yeah okay so like the first uh, like the first part would be like well okay what kind of genre would you say is the easiest mm. to get into and like okay. B would be what do you think is the style that teaches you the most things that you can apply into into different wow. into different genres and like different styles of dance these are really great questions eddie really great because it forces Kirsten's you to or, think or Christians or yeah Kirsten. What? Christmas Stewart? <laughs> These are really yeah. great questions. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it, it makes you, it makes me think like, is dance like, Oh my God, what is dance? <laughs> what is dance? You know, is it, is it the difficulty level or the simplicity of hip hop that makes it so appealing to new dancers like myself? Mm-hmm. Or that's a really good question. I think honestly, it comes down to how your body feels again. Like if you, okay, if you say, some, say, a, say someone like me, someone like yeah. me, just take me hey, for an example. Don't, don't put yourself down, man. I've seen you, I've seen you hit a few dabs. Oh yeah. A few, a few whips and nays. You're kind of, you're kind of clean. <laughs> kind of clean with it. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Water break. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, 
it's it's not much about like a difficulty but more like what interests you because i'm sure if you have an interest in something no matter the difficulty you're going to pursue it and you know you found an interest in basketball i think basketball is definitely it's a tough sport you know you need a lot of reflex a lot of you know mechanical skill um but because you found an interest in that you're excelling and you've pursued it for a while now i think it's been how long it's been like what eight years of playing basketball for you Andy? yeah yeah and it's you know you're like a crazy baller now oh um, <laughs> no no nowhere near that man nowhere near that buddy yeah so like no, i agree with you i feel like you know different things appeal to different people for me it was dance i really that i really vibed with and it was that initial interest that got me into into hip-hop you know i grew up watching a lot of hip-hop dancers uh in the vancouver scene but also in the la scene and i guess it, it wasn't really a difficulty thing for me it was more just like am i interested in learning how to get better at something so right. i wasn't too preoccupied with oh i don't know if this is too hard for me it was more like if i can make my body move in a way that makes it look like what they're doing then that's good enough you know mm -hmm. so that was the start for me um what was the second part of the question uh second part was, <laughs> was a long uh, question i hope think... i got full marks <laughs> <laughs> don't worry you're gonna get at least half credit for, for okay. completing the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah the second part was uh what do you which style do you think has sort of the largest like room of application in other genres other genres and other styles of dance mm. so like the sort of like foundational in a sense yeah for those i mean you have to go back to the five roots of hip-hop right you know locking whacking breaking popping and house well i mean I obviously hip-hop hip-hop isn't just the only genre yeah of dance out there it's like mm -hmm. How, why why would you say that like it comes down to hip-hop i think a lot of the foundation that a lot of dancers have originates from hip-hop like because it's such a multifaceted and expansive form of dance you get to learn a lot of moves that you can apply to other um other choreos and other styles like for example I think the pas de beret, which is a dance move, originated from contemporary and ballet, but it's been used, I guess you could say, appropriated for hip hop dances for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I think. Wait, I, it, I, like tell tell me like what what you actually do in the like just sort of like uh, is in a pas de beret. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you can, if you can, just so, like sort of like walk walk me. So through. just okay. So just imagine. Oh, God. it's so weird trying to explain a dance move without doing it visually. Uh, I'm trying to do the move right now, and I'm like, how do I explain this? So let's say well, you just sway. <laughs> let's say, okay, you're standing straight up. You have your right foot in front of your left foot, <clears throat> and you're kind of making a triangle yeah. in between your right foot and your left foot and the ground, right? So right foot out, left foot behind you, triangle from your okay, feet okay. to your uh, special area. <laughs> and <What>? then, oh. <laughs> yeah, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Do you have the image so far? Sort of. What sort you want to do is you want to pull your right leg back behind your left and push your right, push your left leg forward. So you're kind of swapping. Say what? Repeat am I, that? Am I doing that right? You're going to, okay. Right foot out in front. Left foot behind you. Okay. And you do the hokey You're going to step back on your right so that your right foot is behind your left. You're going to uh -huh, step back uh -huh. on your left so that your left is again behind your right. Okay. And now you're going to step out with your right again. So you're going right, left, right. Okay. That's one, one version. Right, left, right. That's essentially <laughs> in like the most basic audio waves what a pot of beret is you're essentially how do you spell, how do you spell it how do you spell it it's a it's a french word it's p-a-s space d-e 
Bure. Uh-huh. <laughs> French. I think it's B O U R E E. Potabure. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. For anybody that's like interested in it, like just go ahead and yeah. like, Google it, do what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be like, have you watched like those Joe Rogan podcasts? It's like, yo, uh, yo, Jamie, like, can you can you Google that real quick? No, I haven't seen those. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like I've, it's pretty I've heard yeah. Joe Rogan is a very controversial podcaster. Really? Why? Why is that? Why is that? I, you know, just from what I've heard so far, he uh, he seems very opinionated on things. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, aren't we all yeah. in in, in some way or another? I do have to check him out though. Yeah, like. yeah. Seems like a very entertaining person. Yeah, I mean, like, com- bald comedian. What else can you ask for? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's essentially one of the moves that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of hip-hop dancers do originated from contemporary and ballet, I think. Um, and, yeah, you know, dance is all about just trying to mimic movements taking it from you know the people who came before you and using it in different ways that are creative and also respectful and yeah. you know how it looks cool and stuff so uh-huh it's it's like the passing down of moves uh, so you say, know, hopefully, yeah so you say that like hip-hop would be a sort of like this root this sort of like yeah. the, the good like first step into expanding into the world of dance for sure. I think yeah. it's it's definitely it's definitely the the style that attracts people the most because of how simple it is to pick up. Um, you know, just with a simple up groove or a down groove, you already have the basis of of old school hip hop. Uh and then that, you know, translates into so many other different parts of the spider web, right? So old school hip hop, new school hip hop, you have like breaking as well, um locking all these like different things that you would learn in hip hop intro, you can go to a class the next week and you'll be like, Oh, I learned this last week and it's still relevant and it still looks great. So that's, I think that's the beauty of dance is being able to use some skills that you learn in one class and being able to bring it into another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that's great. Like uh, having like heard, heard your story, and like your journey yeah. with dance. I yeah. think that's gonna that's gonna bring this episode to an end here. Great. But thanks again to Owen for sharing uh, sharing with us today. No problem sharing my knowledge. I feel like I might have sp- like spilt so much of it's just me talking. I wish you could have No 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 no. It's like obviously when it comes to on you. When it comes to dance and stuff, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything, man. So like obviously yeah. I, I'll leave it to the expert over here. No, nah, not, not an like Would you well, would you be you know more inclined to take a dance class after this conversation, Andy? Or have your I want to know if your opinions of dance have changed, if you if you learn anything new. Or... Well, I feel like I do. I have learned more in the sense of acknowledging, like understanding that there's a lot more to dance than there is, mm-hmm. and like what I'm aware of currently. Uh, in terms of whether or not I'm going to pursue dance, probably just a like I said before, it like doesn't really align with my goals at this point. So like mm-hmm. I don't I don't personally find interest in that yet. Because uh like at the end of the day, like well, no matter what we pursue, it's because we find it interesting. We think it looks cool and that we think Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that we think it's worth devoting our time to. And for me mm-hmm. personally, like I don't, I'm not I'm not like that inclined towards it. Yeah, that's that's yeah. great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, once again, thank you for coming on thank to the podcast. Thank you so much for having uh, me. That was so great. this is uh, the end of episode two. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, if if you liked it or learned something new about dance, I certainly did. Uh, subscribe, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave a like i'm not sure i'm not sure how how the podcasting <laughs> platforms work yeah. just yet we'll find out support after andy because he's, he's doing such a great job dating <laughs> people and and you know picking such interesting topics to talk about and i i really felt like i learned a lot as well um just from our conversation about about dance and also just you know interests and passion as well so 
Yeah. Yeah, great to have you, man. Uh, probably I'll get you back on here some uh, sometime soon. That'd be so great. Yeah, I'd talk, be so excited. Yeah, talk about talk about something else. Talk about like we could talk yeah. about life as international kids in Hong Kong. Okay. Oh my okay. goodness. Okay. Okay. So much to talk about. And talk about how you're a trash League of Legends player. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know like, what? You're like that's, Iron Five, I believe. That's like another conversation. <laughs> I'm actually going on another podcast to talk about how trash <laughs> like, I am. Oh, okay. Like, okay. All right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey guys. Oh yeah, I need to talk about. Uh, yeah yeah well thank you for having me man really yeah, no worries it. man no worries good man. luck on uh on everything i really want to see this podcast you know succeed and i think i think you have your your ability to get people to talk is is something that i envy actually i feel like it's it's such a great skill and i think you have that so well i mean uh all, all of it probably comes from practice at some point uh yeah. obviously uh for me for me it's my ability to sort of like put my thoughts together is mm-hmm. is definitely lacking, and like <laughs> actively yeah. that being an active listener is is definitely a skill that needs practice. And like I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still working on that too. We're all we're all like work work in progress. We're all learning. We're, like, all, growing, we're all works yeah. in progress. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, leave a like, subscribe to the uh, subscribe to the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.